Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees had the third installment of their showdown with the Tampa Bay Rays. Went very well for the Yankees. Two exciting wins, and even the game they lost was somewhat exciting as well. We'll get into all that, but before we do, make sure you subscribe to this podcast or wherever you're listening to it. Find There's a button there, probably says subscribe, hit that, get notified when new episodes go up throughout uh, the rest of the season. And you may want to check out the previous episodes, my conversation with George Papadimatos. Uh, he's a huge Yankee fan. He's the quote-unquote biggest Yankee fan in Mineola. So literally just type in the term biggest Yankee fan in Mineola and George's pages will pop up. He's also an actor, a producer. He's actually working on a new TV pilot, which he's about to start to uh, film very shortly. Uh, got through the fundraising part of that. Uh, but of course, he's a huge Yankee fan. So we kind of went back and forth for about a half hour. So again, whatever you're listening to us, maybe just scroll down the page. You'll also see that interview there available and check it out. A lot of fun. George is a good guy. Uh, so if you like acting if you like greek diner talk if you like comedy if you like yankees definitely want to check out uh that episode but for the business at hand the yankees uh going down to tampa for the third installment uh against the tampa bay rays again you you know even though toronto got a lot of the hoopla coming into the season you know you always look at tampa as that you know thorn in the yankees side that you always kind of focus on them uh as the main competitor in the ale so that's why it feels like these games are way more important even though toronto's a little edging over tampa in the standing now uh tampa coming this game uh, they had lost two out of three uh, to the Baltimore Orioles in Camden Yards. So you figured out a little chip on their shoulders. Now, all three games were close, decided by one run. But still, to lose two out of three to the last place team, you'd be a little, bit, a little fired up for that. Now, for the Yankees, um, they had their ace on the mound. This turned out to be the headline of the game, Garrett Cole. But before we get into that, the Yankees got on the board early against the lefty Shane McClanahan. The lefty Rizzo, who Boone decided to put in the starting lineup. Uh, anyway, even though it was lefty on lefty, got the Yankees on the board early in the first inning with a solo home run, put the Yankees up early, one to nothing, and Cole was kind of cru- cruising through the game. Uh, now, he did issue three walks, so there wasn't a perfect game in hand, but after six innings, he had no hits. So he had a no-hitter going for him, and the Yankees recently, you know, this is like the fourth time this season, uh, two by Cole, one by Nestor, one by Tyone, uh, bringing a no-hitter uh, into the uh, seventh inning. Um, you know, unfortunately, none of them hit it one yet, but... Um, you know, just, just to show how great this Yankee starting pitch is. And so now this was Cole's uh, bid for it. Now, I want to get into a few things into this. You know, um, I think maybe some of this was like self-ignited, but people kind of supposedly complained with Michael Kay that, you know, he was mentioning the no-hitter a little too early and he kind of jinxed it. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, Cole didn't get the no-hitter. I'm sure you heard that by now. But, you know, th- this whole idea that, you know, you can't mention it, that it's going to jinx it and all that. The idea that someone in the broadcast booth who Cole is not listening to or watching is somehow going to affect the pitch or like the baseball gods are going to like throw down some fairy dust that's going to make the no hitter not happen is this ridiculous. I understand baseball is a very superstitious thing. There's little rules and innuendos. I get that and so forth. But the fact that when you, once you're in the sixth and seventh inning, you have to mention it. I mean, the idea, it's a story. I mean, it's there playing in the nose of face. Now, and if you listen to it, just any regular ball game, you know, they'll say to come out, or, you know, let's say they get out of the third inning and still no runs. And, well, no runs, no hits, no errors. After three innings, the Yankees are up one up. You know, like they say it throughout the rest of the game. So the idea that now you mentioning the six or seven is going to have some bearing on it is just absolutely ridiculous. Now, um, in the seventh inning, Yankees gave Cole a little more breathing room. Again, the Yankees were only up one nothing at that point. This thanks to the Rizzo home run. Good heads up base running by Jose Trevino. So uh, Glaber Torres was at third base with one out. Aaron Hicks was up and um, on the mound. Now, again, Thompson on the mound, a tough right-hander for uh, the Rays. Now, he has kind of this funky side of motion, but the way the catcher catches it, 
They dot the borders of the strike zone. A lot of the pitches look like outside, but just the way the catcher catches and the way the, the angle of the ball comes in, they seem like strikes. So I think the Yankees got holes a little bit there. Donaldson uh, got struck out. Hicks struck out looking horrible. But to Hicks' defense, again, that's, some of those strikes were very low. I mean, I don't know how he had any opportunity uh, to really put a good swing on that. So uh, Donaldson strikes out. Hicks strikes out again with a runner on third, only only one out. Again, Hicks' job there was to get a sack fly, putting him in make contact. So he strikes out. So now you have Jose Trevino up against this tough right-hander. Again, it would have been a situation where the Yankees didn't score that run, but very deflating. So Trevino hits a little chopper to Bruhan playing short. Uh, Bruhan fields it, fires in Detroit. Now, of course, Glaber easily crosses home plate, but with two outs, you know, Trevino has to be safe at first. Trevino, catcher, you know, not really you think the most athletic person in the world, but busted out of the, out of the box. G-Man Choi, um, it was a chopper to short, so G-Man Choi stretched, tried to just get that extra inch to, you know, catch the ball before Trevino uh, foot hit the bag. Turns out Choi bobbled the ball on, so didn't receive well. Ball fell out of his glove. Trevino now safe at first, which means now the Glebo Torres run counts. Yankees are up now two to nothing. Again, great hustle play by Trevino, and Trevino make his uh, name heard a little bit later in the series. Uh, so get big heads up that play by um, Jose Trevino, put the Yankees up 2 nothing, And at this point now, the story is Cole, whether he's going to get um, the no-hitter bid. But unfortunately, in the eighth, um, it was broken up with one out. On his 105th pitch, Isaac um, Paredes uh, breaks it up with a chopper up, that goes up the middle, breaks up Cole's no-hitter bid, and, and that, but the Yankees still up at that point, uh, 2 to nothing, one out. And I guess at that point, Cole's gas, so uh, Boone decided to uh, lift him for Clay Holmes, who's, you know, at that point, uh, 30 in the third scores. And it's the Yankees, so it seemed like a good decision. Cole's a little burnt out there. And, you know, I guess afterwards, a lot of the conventional wisdom was saying, hey, you know what, it was probably the best thing for the Yankees because it would have been a situation where even if Cole had to finish that inning and then pitch the ninth, he definitely would have exceeded his uh, innings uh, ceiling for the, so far this season. And, of course, we've seen situations, for example, last year with Corey Kluber, um, you know, after throwing his no-hitter, um, ended up basically having the shoulder problem that he was basically done for the second half of the season for the most part. We saw it with the Mets and Johan Santana. They pushed him uh, right after he threw his uh, no-hitter. Um, again, he was basically shut down. His career is finished. So I don't think Cole would have been – you have to baby him that much. But, again, it seemed like Cole was on fumes. So, again, the fact that Cole's no-hitter got broke up, it was probably a blessing for, in disguise for the Yankees. But, unfortunately, Clay Holmes, kind of the first for him uh, – Tampa's tied to score on a couple of comebackers up the middle. Little infield choppers that this, they weren't, you know, one, they're able to uh, clean fielding, get an out, made the score at that point two to one. And then another one, another little infield chopper by Margot that Holmes tried to field. Did, should have just uh, held the ball, but he fired the first anyway, overthrew the bag, uh, second runner scored. So now the game is tied 2 2. So if you're Cole, you go into the eighth inning, you're up 2 nothing. you have a no hitter. And then even though, okay, you lose a no hit bit. He's still winning 2-0. There's only one out. You have um, Clay Holmes on the mound, who's been money for the Yankees all season. And he ends up giving up, uh, again, his first uh, run since, like, opening day. And and then uh, and then they score another run, and now you're cold. So you go into that inning uh, up 2 nothing with the no-hitter bid. You lose a no-hitter bid, and now you lose the lead, and now you lose potentially getting the win. Uh, so Holmes was able to get out of the inning at the time, but, of course, at that point had blown the um, – win for Cole and if he would have stayed in for the rest of the game of course that you because you know obviously blown the opportunity for him to get a save but uh, the Yankees did pick up both the offense did pick up both players in um, the ninth inning so 
uh, Josh Donaldson leading off. And again, I've been getting Donaldson a little bit to saying that, you know, he could give the Yankees a little bit more at the bat. Uh, leads off the ending with a single. Uh, so, you know, good sign from Donaldson. And he's been hit a little bit more lately. You know, nothing skyrocketing. Uh, Aaron Hicks, who, again, been batting over 300 uh, in June. And again, in that uh, bigger spot early in the game, uh, in, the, in the seventh, uh, struck out. Uh, in a big spot where he could have put the Yankees up to nothing, failed in that port, got another opportunity here in the ninth. Um, hit initially uh, what looked like it was going to be a home run, so he put a good swing on it, and he kind of just stood there staring at it. They usually do you do that home run pose when you know the ball is gone. Ball didn't go as far as it should. Actually, ended up going to the right field wall. Now, Manuel Margot had an opportunity to make the play on the ball. He leaped against the wall, missed you know missed the ball. The ball bounced off the wall. Margot went hard uh, with his knee into the wall. He fell on the floor, and I guess this due to his injury, he was basically immobilized. Uh, the ball just was laying there in right field. Took a while for the center field to come over to uh, back up the play. But it, obviously Donaldson had to hold up a little bit second base just to make sure Mongo didn't come up with the catch. Once that ball dropped in, Donaldson took off. But at the end with Hicks, he kind of stood there a little bit at home plate to admire his shot, which is kind of a bit of a no-no. Um, so probably busted out of there. It would have been an in-park home run for the Yankees. Just turns out he was this, now ended up just with a triple. Um, so a little, little shame, shame there on Aaron Hicks. He had great, got the monkey off back. He got it. He put his good swing on it, but almost a situation where it cost the Yankees a run there. So, uh, Trevino would pick up, uh, Hicks, you know, get it was less than two outs. So he was able to, get, uh, Trevino again, uh, able to score on a simple sack fly scores Hicks. So the Yankees at that point, four to two. And at that point, um, since Clay Holmes was ba basically spent for the eighth, again, he didn't blow the game, but he did blow the lead and just looked uncharacteristically like himself. Um, he, you know, he's always very steely, but he almost had that, that, that deer in the headlights look for him. He had to step off the mound a lot of time. He just didn't look comfortable at all. Uh, could have been the runner at second base, maybe just distracting him. Is this for some reasons Clay Holmes did not look himself? And again, no wonder why. Unfortunately, the uh, thirty and one third inning scoreless streak ended at that point um, for Holmes. Uh, again, it was just the, kind of the first time he failed for the Yankees so far this season. We'll take it. You know, it's going to happen to everybody once in a while. The Yankees had to call on Wandy Peralta who you may recall the, the game before on Sunday got lit up in Toronto, surrendered a big three-run home run. Good for him just to come right back on the mound. Uh, and he was able to close it out in the ninth inning for the Yankees. And the game was very, like, uh, you know, if you just look on the paper, you just think 4-2, to two, but it was very close. I mean, even with Peralta out there on the mound, there was in one situation where it was up, uh, one of the uh, first outs was a pop-up to right field. And now in Tampa, as we know, in the cat, they have the catwalk, they have the dome. You know, a lot of fly balls aren't here easy. So it was a situation where Gleyber Torres is run, running out there right field. Joey Gallo was running in. At the very last second, Torres broke off and allowed Gallo to almost catch it in a bat, you know, kind of a basket catch. Very, again, very easy that ball could have been dropped in. Now, it would have been a foul ball at that point, no big deal. But to get that first out was huge. And even the last out was, again, another mile-high pop-up to center field. And it got to a situation where, um, you know, three plays had to converge out there. Is the shortstop going to catch it? Is uh, Judge going to catch it center? Is Hicks going to catch it left? Turns out the very, very, very last second, Hicks stuck, stuck, sticks his glove out there to stab at the ball, and the Yankees able to secure the win. So very, very nerve-wracking in that ninth inning. Uh, again, Peralta, you know, guy always walks the, uh, t you know, the tightrope back. He usually gets out of the jam. Unfortunately, he got out of the jam Sunday against Toronto, uh, but did get out of the jam there in the ninth. Now, originally, 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 they gave the win to Clay Holmes, again, uh, because he was technically the pitcher on the mound when the Yankees went up uh, in the ninth inning. Uh, but they actually ended up giving the win to Peralta because in a situation like that, the judges could say, hey, you know what? Uh, Clay Holmes had a 2 nothing lead. 
he, he blew the win for Cole. Um, so why would we reward him with a win? Because he kind of took the, the win away from Cole. So the Fisher Judge Keepers can award, can afterwards change the win and give it to Peralta in that situation, even though Peralta technically wasn't the pitcher on the mound and the Yankees go ahead. You do that, see, see that once in a while, it is rare. It's just a way of not rewarding uh, failure because by giving Clay Holmes a win, you're almost kind of rewarding him for his failure for blowing the lead from Cole. So kind of a weird situation there, but the most important thing, the Yankees get the win, okay? You know, bummed out with Cole not getting the no-hitter there in that situation, uh, but the Yankees get in a very tight game. I don't know. You may, you could make the case of that this being the best Yankee win. Again, at this point, I always said it was that game against the Cleveland Guardians, the beer game, just the, the, the fact that the Yankees were down by one run in the ninth inning, come back to tie the score, and then get the go-ahead win by a hit by Gleyber Torres, um, get a very exciting win at the time. This one, I don't know. You could probably put this one up there. This might be tied, or this could be the best win. Just the fact that um, you had the, the drama of the no-hitter, the Coles, the no-hitter, then they lose the, the – they tie the game, gets tied in the 8th, 2-2. The Yankees go ahead in the ninth, and then just how nerve-wracking that bottom of the ninth it was, just with some of those pop-ups, those sky-high pop-ups that the Yankees, again, Gallo and then Hicks were able to field, especially the Hicks won to end the game. It looks like the ball would have dropped in there between the triangle, and then now this would have been a disaster for the Yankees. Uh, so, again, this good win for the Yankees, solid win, gut-wrenching type of win, uh, very relieving. Bummed out for Cole, but nevertheless, the Yankees take the first game. Now, the second game, the Yankees bounce right back. Uh, had Nesta Cortez on the mound. Uh, but unfortunately, that guy, Paredes, had the game of his lifetime, and he's the one who um, ended up ending Cole's no-hit bit in the eighth inning early on. He would have the game of a lifetime uh, in the first inning, hitting his first of what would be three home runs in the game total, two off for, for Nesta Cortez, and then one later um, in the fifth against Clark Schmidt. Uh, so the Yankees really didn't put up much of an effort. Now, early on, they did tie the score in the second inning, um, again, when the Yankees were down 2 nothing, thanks to two solo home runs by the Rays. Um, DJ with an uh, infield single up the middle, scored two runs, tied the game 2-2 at that point. Uh, but again, a couple more home runs, again, a, a home run, and then a, a sacrifice later by the Rays. Put them ahead at the point the Yankees were down 5-2 uh, by the ninth inning. But the Yankees did make it a little interesting uh, with one run on in the ninth. Uh, Marvin Gonzalez is maybe getting a little bit going now with the home run ball. He can hit one in the, during the weekend uh, in Toronto, uh, it was a Sunday game actually, hits a two-run home run in the ninth inning to pull the Yankees within 5-4, but unfortunately the Yankees weren't able to muster anything um, after that. So even in the Yankee loss, they still make it interesting. They were able to scratch and claw into the very, very end. So fortunately the Yankees uh, dropped the uh, second game. And then it brings us to the third game, which would be the rubber match. Now on the map for the Yankees was uh, Jordan Montgomery, who lately the Yankees have been given a lot of offense, so he really can't complain lately. And this is a game where actually the Yankee offense bailed him out. So Jordan didn't really have his best stuff this in this game. Uh, would give up a, a couple of home runs against that guy again, Paredes, this, who had just had himself a, a great series and four home runs total. And, of course, being responsible for breaking up uh, Cole's no-hit a bit. Also surrendered a home run to Bruhan. Uh, so Monty, he was in a 4-1 to hole. Early on, the only offense for the Yankees was the Aaron Judge hitting a solo shot in the fourth. Now, he would come up later um, later in the game. Uh, in a bases loaded situation, took a tough 2-2 pitch just barely on the outside corner to work the count for 3-2, but then swings at an, a lousy 3-2 pitch way outside the zone. So he had a great eye on that 2-2 pitch, but then swung it garbage out of the zone on that 3-2 pitch. Uh, strikes out. They bring in, they go to the bullpen, bring in a lefty uh, to face Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo put, put some good wood on it, but unfortunately lined it right up the middle to, and the second baseman was able to snag it. So again, a huge opportunity there for the Yankees. Uh, to you know, maybe perhaps tie the game or at least inch closer, but unfortunately they leave 
at that point, still uh, in a four to one hole. Uh, but Judge, you know, still not one to be denied. Again, he struck out in that base load situation. But of course, with no one on the base, hits another solo home run uh, in, the, in the seventh inning at that point. So uh, Yankees clawing back. So again, Judge, two home runs in this game. And in fact, that second one cleared the uh, catwalk all the way up, way up in left field. So a real shot. Uh, but, you know, the Yankees still at that point uh, behind in the game, four to three. Uh, but it wasn't until the eighth inning uh, that the Yankees were able to go ahead. And it was some, again, some of these newer Yankees that have just brought a different look to this Yankee team. Uh, so IKF, uh, he was out for a little bit, just a little bit of sore hamstring back in the lineup for the Yankees. Um, starts the inning off with a walk. So again, the Yankees doing the little things besides relying on the three run home run. Gets a walk, uh, which brings up Jose Trevino. And again, Trevino, uh, you know, at a big moment in the first game, but this time does one even better than that. Hits a two run home run uh, to turn a 4 3 Yankee deficit to a 5 4 Yankee lead at that point. And just again, great series by Trevino. Again, these are the, these are the guys that Cashman brought in the small, little under. Under the radar type moves that really get much attention, but just look at the season Trevino's put together. It was his sixth home run of the of the season so far, and we've also seen Trevino with being responsible for a couple of walk off Yankee wins. Um, so again, Trevino just really, really, really having a great season for the Yankees, and at that point, uh, putting them up five to four. And of course, Clay Holmes getting an opportunity to redeem himself in the ninth inning is able to close the door. Um, Looked like the original Clay Holmes we've seen earlier this year. Not that Clay Holmes from game one that looked like a deer in the headlights. And then the Yankees, of course, uh, take the third game and then take the series two to one. So good series by the Yankees. Uh, again, game one, very dramatic, almost a playoff type game. Game three, good to see the Yankees come back, you know, get Yankees come back. Um, again, from a 4-1 deficit on the road against a good, tough Tampa team that can usually t- tends to overplay the Yankees. But again, the Yankees uh, definitely flipped the script. And now you look in this third matchup, clearly... Uh, the Yankees just proved themselves just to be the better team right now. I know uh, Tampa's still missing some pieces. Uh, Juan DeFranco's still out for a while. Uh, they, they lost Kevin Kiermaier early in game one, had a little bit of a hip issue. And, of course, now Manuel Margot, Margot when he hit the wall in that first game hard, uh, he's going to be out for a while with a knee sprain. So, again, Tampa has some injuries as well to deal with, but still, clearly the Yankees are the better team. And you st- they're doing this right now with Stanton still not really 100% yet. I know he came back from the calf injury, but, uh, you know, he did hit one home run so far. but Really hasn't been the stand stand yet, so there's still an opportunity for him to really flourish. We've seen Hicks now be a little bit better at the plate, and hitting over 300 in June. Gallo's been a little bit better, so a lot of good stuff from the from the Yankees at this point. Speaking of Trevino, again, how they got him is they traded Albert Abreu uh, to Texas to get him. Well, it turns out Texas released Abreu, so Brian Cashman. You see this a lot with the GMs, even if they have a player, they always want that player back. So there's still some of romance, like I drafted this guy. Yeah, we had to let him go for various reasons, but you still like him. And Yankees end up bringing Abreu back, claim him off the waivers. So it's funny. They trade Abreu to get Trevino. Trevino has a great season for the Yankees so far. And they just get Abreu back. So it was almost like a free gift from Texas. So Abreu back, back in the Yankee bullpen. Um, so, you know, that's a little interesting move there. And, of course, going to, you know, I'm sure, you know, uh, go a little back back forth with the, uh, not dealing with the judge contract, but judge arbitration. Uh, supposedly this coming Friday, there'll be a Zoom meeting where they're going to finally deliberate that and there'll be a decision. Again, the Yankees are offering Judge 17. Uh, the Judge camp wants 21. So we'll see what get, happens there. And if you have to listen to this Yankee Tampa series on the radio, you would have noticed that uh, it wasn't John Sterling and Susan Waldman. It was Susan and Ricky Ricardo. So again, as mentioned a couple of previous episodes, that Sterling was going to kind of relax a little bit on some of these road trips for, uh, for the second half of the season. I guess he didn't want to make this Tampa trip. 
I think the Florida trip been good. It's only like, you know, three hours from New York. So if you're going to make trips, I would, you know, take that one and skip the trips to Kansas City. But nevertheless, uh, no Sterling there. So a little different flavor of Susan and Ricky Ricardo for those uh, three Yankee games. So uh, that's it. So the Yankees looking good right now. Still a lot of divisional games against uh, Boston coming up, but pretty much uh, Tampa, not going to see them till uh, August. And again, a lot of games already under the belt against the Blue Jays and the Orioles. Again, so far the Yankees taking care of business against the ALEs teams. Again, that's kind of the form of the win. You got, you got to beat the teams in your own division. The Yankees have been doing a great job of that so far. Still a lot of games to go against Boston. So let's see. And Boston's been creeping up the, the, the standings a little bit. You know, they did not get off to a good start of the season, but they are creeping up a little bit. So you got to kind of keep an eye on them. Uh, and again, maybe they're going to have a bit of a second half resurgence. So we'll see how that goes. But the Yankees on the specific road trip right now, uh, four and two. And even in those two losses, uh, the Yankees, you know, clawed back and only lost by one run. And right there in the ninth inning, possibly could have tied or went ahead. So even in the losses, the Yankees are still playing tough and getting good, good contributions from uh, guys like Marlon Gonzalez, Jose Trevino, a little bit of a resurgence now of Aaron Hicks. He just has to stop posing there unless, you know, he hit the ball like 500 feet. So Section 420 Talking Yankees, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, get these little wrap-ups, little stories, little news notes and all whatnot throughout the rest of the season, and have a good day. Mm-hmm.